This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Fifth Sunday of Lent A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, who opens a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, who leads out chariots and horsemen, a powerful army, till they lay prostrate together, never to rise, snuffed out, and quenched like a wick. Remember not the events of the past, the things of long ago consider not. See, I am doing something new. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? In the desert I make a way, in the wasteland rivers. Wild beasts honor me, jackals and ostriches, for I put water in the desert and rivers in the wasteland for my chosen people to drink, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might announce my praise. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. When the Lord brought back the captives of Zion, we were like men dreaming. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with rejoicing. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad indeed. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the torrents in the southern desert. Those that sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Although they go forth weeping, carrying the seed to be sown, they shall come back rejoicing, carrying their sheaves. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, I consider everything as a loss because of the supreme good of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have accepted the loss of all things, and I consider them so much rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having any righteousness of my own based on the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God, depending on faith to know him and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by being conformed to his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. It is not that I have already taken hold of it or have already attained perfect maturity, but I continue my pursuit in hope that I may possess it, since I have indeed been taken possession of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I for my part do not consider myself to have taken possession. 
just one thing, forgetting what lies behind, but straining forward to what lies ahead. I continue my pursuit toward the goal, the prize of God's upward calling in Christ Jesus. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area, and all the people started coming to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They said this to test him so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he bent down and wrote on the ground, and in response they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Kevin, we are here on the fifth Sunday of Lent, and this is the last Sunday of Lent before Holy Week, because next uh, next Sunday is Palm Sunday. That's right, exactly. Yeah. So just a reminder, if you haven't been able to yet, remember to get to confession. Yeah, a beautiful fount of mercy yes. that, that Christ gives us. Amen. Um, yeah, so this week, the fifth Sunday of Lent, I really saw a theme of uh, renewal, a theme of being uh, freed from sin. And as we see in this, uh, this, these themes of renewal and being freed from sin, we see the prophet Isaiah in our first reading today uh, really come up and uh, having two parts to this reading, don't we, Carla? Yeah, it, start, it begins with a reminder about the time of Moses when the Egyptian soldiers chased the Israelites into the desert and how those soldiers were struck down by the power of God in the parting of the Red Sea. And then we hear the words, See, I am doing something new. And this passage describes how the wastelands are transformed into rivers and how even the wild beasts give honor to God. This new creation is a prophecy about how the coming Messiah will fulfill the law and will enter into a new covenant with mankind through the forgiveness of sin. This new covenant will be entered into through baptism and will make all things new. And and talking about making all things new, I really like how it, I guess, implies on that faithful remnant that we see that stays strong in the Lord uh, throughout scriptures. And, you know, this remnant will return from this exile. You know, historically, this would be the return from the Babylonian exile. I think prophetically, of course, this talks about doing something new with the coming of Jesus our Christ. Um, But those who stay strong in the Lord will be that remnant for the Lord. And remember that the chaff is winnowed from the grain. (laughs) So we have to decide whether we're going to be the chaff that's going to get blown away or that faithful remnant that is the grain. Because today's secularism, today's relativism, today's government tyranny, right? That's that winnowing process that I believe that we are going through right now. 
And we have to remember that the, the need for the grain to die in order to produce 30 or 60 or 100-fold, that's, that's really the part, I think, to focus on because we, that remnant, I, I quite honestly think that you know that strong remnant that we're building today will be the rebirth of the Catholic Church in the United States. And that's what's at stake with our faith and how we live our lives today. And, and we see as part of this reading also as part of that winnowing process, God is going to call us from spiritual exile. You know, he's ready to meet us as we travel into that desert. We need to empty ourselves so we can receive him, receive his graces and his sacraments. This, this is what that Lenten process, that Lenten journey has been about. And this is what we, of course, will celebrate in Palm Sunday and Holy Week and, and the Passion, Death, and Resurrection of our Lord. This is how that all comes together as we as we make that march towards Easter. Yes, um, yes it is. Okay, the second reading uh, is from Philippians. And everything Paul valued before is nothing compared to to knowing Christ. Mm -hmm. And you know, St. Paul reveals something very important about salvation. He says, I, for my part, do not consider myself to have taken possession. He's telling us that even as far as he's come in his conversion journey process, he still was not going to presume that guaranteed or that heaven was guaranteed. And remember, we're talking about St. Paul, you know, and and he says that uh, he must remain focused on what lies ahead, the goal, the prize of God's upward calling through Jesus Christ. If anyone might consider themselves, you know, having a, attained a particular level of high level of holiness, I would say that it would have been St. Paul. But here he is in all of his humility, you know, that truth that's embedded in his heart and his mind, that salvation is not something to be taken for granted. No, that's exactly right. And as you talk about straining towards lies ahead, um, this is a, a prayer that was found on the wall of Mother Teresa's home for her children in Calcutta. And uh, I really love this, this prayer. This is her version. It says here, People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. What a beautiful prayer to keep us, really to give us strength, really just a daily prayer to say, to give us strength to say, Christ, I, I trust in you and I thank you for the gift of today and I am going to do my best spiritually to follow you. It's a beautiful prayer and really a wonderful way to, uh, to set your day's mindset. And to keep, and to keep <laughs> us focused, right? Because yeah. that's, that's what matters, right? right. And yeah. it's between you and God. I that's think that's it. a great story that for is. the gospel here because we see the, uh, the woman caught in adultery. This is a, quite an interesting story here. We see here that um, the scribes and the Pharisees, the leaders of the people, say, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now, in the law of Moses, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? And the very next line is very telling. 
They said this to test him. They didn't care <laughs> about what he was going to say. They just wanted to trap him, right? Right. So they gave him this yes, no either question. Either way, he was, it was going to work to their purposes. Oh, it, yeah. They had him, didn't they? Yeah. Right? Because if he answered yes, he would be authorizing Jews to implement capital punishment. That's against Roman law. If he said no, he'd contradict Mo- Mosaic law. Okay, so we're, we got him in a, in, a, in a bind, don't we? Yeah, yeah. But we see that Christ then turns the question around. The question was, hey, how should she be condemned for her sins? And what he said was, let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw the stone at her. Okay, so he's saying is only the one who's without sin has the power to condemn. That changed the tables, didn't it, Carla? It sure did, yeah. And it brought back the focus that only God has the power to condemn. And look at what he does next. Yeah. So he bent down, wrote on the ground, and beginning with the elders, one by one went away. And, and I thought about that. It's like, why why the elders? And and I know as I've grown older, hopefully I've matured as I've grown, <laughs> gone through that process. But, <laughs> but one thing I guess I have noticed is I have grown older. I've become more aware that I am not without sin. Uh, and I need our Savior in order for that salvation and to see him with eternity. And, and I think that's hopefully because I've grown in my relationship with God and I've realized that, that blessing that he's given me. And so I really think that this is our calling. We need to, in our life and our society, to not condemn but encourage, to, encourage people to sin no more. And then he does something that only God can do. He turns to the woman and he tells her, sin no more neither do i condemn you only god can condemn and only god can forgive sin so we see in this reading the beauty of only god has that power yes yeah amen and with that that concludes our commentary amen Amen. you've been listening to sunday commentary with kevin doran and carla wehrman produced at the studios of modern day radio For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through moderndayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.